Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give the Lord some praise. Can we do that? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's give the Lord all the praise we can. Let's give the Lord all the praise we can because he's worthy of the praise. Oh, hallelujah. I still believe praise will bring the walls down. Hallelujah. Does anybody have any walls that are up that need to come down? Well, then praise will get them down. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just take about 20 more seconds and give God a praise. Open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. This is not time to complain. He said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Hallelujah. I noticed some of you wasn't praising the Lord while you was giving, but the Lord gave you something to give, so you ought to praise the Lord for it. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ought to dance like the weight's been lifted. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. And look at your neighbor. Tell him, I'm glad you're here today. Hallelujah. Tell him, I wouldn't want to have church without you. I wouldn't want to have church without you. I wouldn't want to have church without you. Praise the name of the Lord. This is a great church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, you cannot get into the trap or fall into the trap of believing that this is just a local church. You must understand that this is a regional church. Okay, I got a couple of you believe that, but that's... Hallelujah, this is a regional church. Hallelujah. And uh, I give honor tonight to your pastor. I thank the Lord for him and his family. And um, hallelujah. All of you that are here with us and are visiting with us, we thank the Lord for you. And um, I want to, I want to especially recognize um, uh, a brother here tonight and I owe my, I owe a great deal to him. Um, Brother Lewis, Brother Jimmy Lewis, we thank the Lord for you. This man has helped me lose. The Lord working with him helped me lose a majority of this weight that I have taken off. And I am indebted. I had, now what's crazy is, what's crazy is, as I had never met this man face to face, but through many phone conversations, he, the Lord worked with him to help me 
and I am eternally grateful for that. And this is my first time meeting him in person, and I am truly honored. And uh, I just thank the Lord for that. Can we thank the Lord? I. Hallelujah. Now, I hope you didn't come for a sermon tonight. I come here to work with God. Hallelujah. But just for, uh, I'm going to read 2 Kings chapter 2 and um, verse number 19. Hallelujah. And then I'm going to read everybody else's, I'm going to read everybody's favorite scripture here in just a minute. Hallelujah. 2 Kings chapter number 2. And verse 19, and the men of the city said unto Elisha, behold, I pray you, the situation is pleasant, but the water is not, and the ground is barren. And he said to me, he said, bring me a new cruise, and they brought it to him. And he put, he put, he bring me a new cruise and put salt in it. And they brought it to him. And he went forth unto the heads of the waters and cast the salt in there and said, thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from this, from here, any more death. One translation says miscarriage or barren land. Oh, praise God. Well, then we're going to go to everybody's favorite passage of scripture, Malachi chapter number three and verse number 10. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. And verse number 11. Uh, let's use verse number 11, praise the Lord, so you don't get nervous. <laughs> and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall you, your vine, cast her fruit before the time in the field. The word time in Hebrew literally means abortion or miscarriage. Uh, well, praise the Lord. He said, you will not have any more miscarriage. Man, I'm excited about that right there. And all the nation shall call you blessed. And the church said, amen. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do here tonight. I thank you for the, the uh, word of the Lord. I pray that the living word would preach the written word. I pray in the name of Jesus that every heart would be open. I cannot do that, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you would move upon these people to open their hearts to you. I ask that revelation and understanding would come to them. That the gift of faith would be activated here tonight. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you have sent angels here tonight. And I ask you, Lord, to release them to work in this congregation. In the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, we bind every spirit, whether it be human or otherwise. And we command it to be subject 
subject to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I praise you, I magnify you, and I glorify you here tonight in the name of Jesus. And if you believe the Lord's going to do it, clap your hands to the Lord and give the Lord a shout of praise here tonight. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise here tonight. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise here tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I, I, um, I'm glad that I don't know everything there is to know about God. Well, hallelujah, that's a couple of you. I said, I'm glad that I don't know everything there is to know about God. And uh, I've lived only a short 46 years, but I'd like for you to know that I don't know everything there is to know about God. And uh, you don't know everything there is to know about God either. Uh, hallelujah. If you know everything there is to know about God, I'd like to meet you after church because I've got some questions I need to have answered. But since I don't know everything there is to know about God, uh, I'm sure that nobody in this room does either uh, because the word of the Lord says his ways are not like my ways. Uh, his ways are past finding out. Uh, and I'm glad that I don't know everything there is to know about God. Uh, because, ladies and gentlemen, just when I think I got God figured out, uh, He does something beyond me uh, that I've never seen before. Just when I think I have reached the end of what God can do. Just when I think I've reached all the deliverance I can have. God says there's a side of me that you ain't never seen before. I can still make a way where there is no way. Oh, I wish I had somebody give God some praise in this house. I'm going to tell you in this house, there is some miracle power in this house right now. I'm telling some of you in the Holy Ghost, God's getting ready to show a side of himself that you've never seen before. There's a deliverance about ready to come to some of you that you have never even seen. Oh, I wish somebody give God some praise now. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, testify to somebody next to you and tell them God's about ready to show himself again. God's about ready to show himself again. God's about ready to show himself again. Your back may be against the wall, but you ain't seen what God can do. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, he's about to make a way for me. He's about to make a way for me. He's about to make a way for me. This is where I like to tell somebody, you ought to go ahead and give God a crazy praise. This is where I like to tell people, you ought to give God a crazy praise. Now, what I mean by crazy praise, it's a praise that don't make no sense. It's a praise when everything is going bad. I praise him in spite of. 
I praise him in spite of. I praise him in spite of. I praise him in spite of. I praise him in spite of. The doctor says it's not looking good, but I praise him in spite of. People tell me it's not going to happen, and I praise him in spite of. They tell me I lost my job, but I. I praise him in spite of it. I praise him in spite of it. Uh, I praise him in spite of it. Now listen to me very closely. You see, I want this church to know something here tonight. Uh, that before you ever went through the trial you're going through, before you ever entered into it, I would like you to know that God had already measured how far that thing was going to go. Now see, now listen to me very closely. You see, we use these cliches. We use these cliches and we use these little sayings because, well, we don't know how else to explain what God's going to do. Uh, is this okay? We're going a little further. Uh, now, I want to help this church here tonight. Uh, listen to me very closely. We use these little sayings because we don't know what else to say. And one of our favorite ones uh, uh, that we use uh, uh, Pastor Gilbert uh, is we the favorite one we use uh, is we're going to another dimension uh, now listen to me very closely uh, uh, please hear me uh, I know what we're trying to say uh, but Sister Davis uh, I must confess to you uh, that I've heard that uh, and I get frustrated uh, because I don't know when's the last I don't know when I entered the last one uh, hello somebody I don't know when I entered the last one uh, and when and where am I uh, how am I to know uh, but my brothers and sisters uh, God does not operate by dimensions God operates by measure uh, hear me God operates by measure he said when I got ready to create the world I measured the sea by my hand uh, hallelujah he said I measured and then he said ladies and gentlemen he said when I deal with the heathen I will punish them without measure but when I deal with you I deal with you by measure hallelujah and I would like to let somebody know and I'd like to let hell know here tonight that just when you think there is no end to my trial before I ever went into the trial God measured how far it was going to go I said, God measured how far it was going to go. I'd like to let some of you know right now that the Bible said weeping may endure for a night, but it's already been measured. Joy is coming. It Oh, hallelujah. Oh, somebody shout, I'm not going to be in this always. I'm coming out of it. I'm coming out of it. Morning is coming for somebody. Morning is about to crest the skies. Morning is coming for somebody.
Oh, I've been crying all night. I've been weeping all night. I've been dealing with this for a long time. But oh, I got a word from God. Weeping may endure. I might have to cry all night. But the sun is going to come up. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying right now. Somebody that needs to hear what I'm saying has been down on the dumps for years and years and years and years. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you a little something. Even God measured how far the devil was going to go with Job. Oh, I better not. Even God measured how far the devil was going to go with Job. He said, you can touch his cattle. You can touch his kids. You can touch anything else. But you can't touch his life. Because I'm going to use that life to be a vehicle. Oh, I don't know if somebody heard you earlier, but look at him and tell him it ain't going to last always. It ain't going to last always. It ain't going to last always. It's been met. It's been measured. It's been measured. It's been measured. It was, uh, Brother Lewis, it was in 2017 it was in 2017 I was in Columbus, Ohio I feel a breaking anointing in this house I was in Columbus, Ohio I was in Columbus and I was getting ready to preach and while I was getting ready to preach I got a phone call and my wife was on the other line and she was crying hysterically and she was saying Bobby you got to come home I said what in the world's going on she said Bobby you've got to come home I said what do you mean why she said I just took Madison to the doctor and they went in there and uh, my, your, my daughter was having some problems with her hip and they began to do some x-rays and they found a mass on my daughter's hip uh, and uh, uh, she was saying to me they're talking like it may be cancer it was then that I stopped the proceedings and I told my wife I said Jody I want you to know first of all you gotta get yourself together uh, yes you need to know I'm not coming home uh, that's first of all I've got an assignment here uh, and I'm not coming second of all you need to know that my daughter does not have cancer my daughter does not have cancer my daughter doesn't have cancer she said to me Bobby how do you know Madison does not have cancer I said well what you forgot was is about a month ago I had a prophet of God call me on the phone 
and that prophet told me he said Bobby I was in prayer for you and the Lord showed me that you're going to go through a small storm y'all didn't just catch that right there uh, how do I know that my daughter doesn't have cancer I said because the prophet said the, the storm was measured it was not a large storm it was a small storm oh hallelujah I'm preaching to somebody in this building that what you're in right now is not a large storm it's a small storm and it's about to pass you over said it's about to pass you by ah, ah. and so my brothers and sisters I want you to know I told my wife in fact I want you to put Madison on the phone right now I said Madison I want you to know in spite of what the doctor says I want you to know you do not have cancer and I want you to know I don't even want the word cancer mentioned in my house I don't want the word cancer mentioned in that room I'm telling some of you right now you need to stop saying the word divorce in your house oh I better not I gotta get up out of here uh, you need to stop saying those words in your house you're cursing your own life but somebody needs to say this is a house that's holy this is a house that's righteous this Somebody better hear what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, you need to get the word divorce out of your vocabulary. Well, my mama had a divorce and I'm going to have one. Well, my parents had diabetes and I'm going to have it. I got news for you right now. You need to curse that out of your vocabulary. I told Madison, you don't even have, you don't have it. And uh, I told my wife, I'm going to preach this meeting. God has given me a word. And I'm going to deliver what God has sent me here to do. Uh, please hear me now. I said, uh, but when I get home, uh, you're going to pick me from up from Bush Intercontinental Airport. Uh, I'm going to get my bags. Uh, and uh, I had heard a pastor friend of mine. Uh, uh, and I thought, well, I would try it. Uh, and a pastor friend of mine, his daughter, uh, had gone through something similar. Uh, and uh, he talked about uh, how that uh, when they, before they went back to the doctor uh, for their follow-up checkup uh, they went uh, and ate a meal and celebrated what God's going to do uh, listen to me and so I figured if he did it I could do it and so I told my wife you're gonna pick me up at the airport and uh, I'm gonna get my bag I'm gonna put the bag in the car and then we're going to Papa Seafood House uh, y'all hearing me 
you ain't shouting because you ain't ever been to Papa's. Ah, but we're going to Papa's Seafood House. I'm going to get the Salmon Alexander. I'm sorry, Brother Lewis, I cheated that day. I got the Salmon Alexander. I got the, I got the cream sauce on top. I got the shrimp on top. I got the scallops on top. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. I didn't have no dessert. But I want you to know we ate a meal because the storm had been measured. Ah, hear me. I think I heard somewhere in that Bible where it says, Thou preparest a table before me. I want you to know something. I went to I want you to know my wife picked me up she fell on my shoulder I let my wife get her cry in I'm not totally insensitive I let my wife get her cry in and then we went to Papa Seafood House my wife didn't eat the salmon but I ate the salmon we sat there and ate the salmon and drank the iced tea but oh Ladies and gentlemen, I never one time had a doubt in my mind that this thing was going to pass. I'm sorry I'm taking so much time right here, but somebody needs to throw your crying towel away and you need to eat. Somebody needs to celebrate in the face of the prognosis because it has been measured. been measured it's 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 been measured I didn't intend to talk about any of this tonight but it's been measured this thing has been measured so we ate our meal we went to the Texas Children's Hospital after we ate our meal we sat in the hospital parking lot and we begin to praise God for what he was about to do ah hallelujah because ah, I know how to praise God ah, you ain't hearing me I know how to praise God I know how to praise God I know how to praise God some of you have practiced some of you have practiced complaining and you're behind on your praise uh, you ain't hearing what I'm saying you've been practicing your complaining and you got behind on your praise but God come here tonight at 7.10pm on October the 30th and said if you'll praise me I'll let you catch up right now hallelujah hallelujah I began to praise the Lord in that parking lot I began to praise the Lord in that parking lot and we got into the hospital room wasn't very long the doctors came into the hospital room and they said to us we don't know what they saw on that other scan but all we know is your baby don't have any cancer (laughs) 
your baby don't have no cancer. Well, Brother Wade, how did you know it was going to turn out like that? Because the man of God said it was going to be a small storm. It had been measured. See, I, some of y'all probably think, well, Bobby Wade, you can praise God like that. How can you praise God like that? Well, I didn't learn this praise while it was while it was sunshining. I wish I had the time. I didn't learn this praise while the sun was shining. You see, ladies and gentlemen, if you looked at me, and I know some of y'all, I know what some of y'all think. You want to feel sorry for yourself here tonight. But there ain't no corner for you to have pity in tonight. God is getting rid of your excuses. Some of you have been making excuses for a long time. Why, you're not yet delivered. God, I better not. Some of you have been making excuses for a long time. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're without excuse. As good as God has been to you. Well, so-and-so did me wrong. And so-and-so did this to me. And this happened to me 20 years ago. That's why you don't have no joy tonight. That's why you haven't got no praise tonight. Because you've been worried about what somebody else did to you 20 years ago. You've been carrying an offense for a long time. And I came here to True Church tonight to break that up in the Holy Ghost. It's time to let it go. Well, the ones that hurt me were supposed to be church people. Well, I got news for you. If you ain't lived long enough, it's not just going to happen one time. It's going to happen again. But I made up my mind. Well, hello, somebody. I said, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. If it happened to Jesus, you're no better than Jesus is. Well, I got my feelings hurt. I got rejected. Well, join the club. Oh, you hear me. I talk about join the club. Well, I just can't let go of that. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm up in it now. I just can't let that go. Your problem, ladies and gentlemen, is not the devil. Your problem is what you haven't learned to let go of. Your pro- well, you, you're holding every man of God hostage by what somebody else did to you. You're holding everybody else hostage. You're holding everybody else hostage. I got news for you the last time I checked. I'm flesh and so are you. And there ain't no. So, well, Brother Wade, it looks like you got it all together. Don't let this nice suit fool you. I got news for you. I I didn't get this praise. I didn't get the gift of faith Uh, going through a sunshiny day. I know what trouble is. You hear me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not talking about losing a puppy. 
I'm not talking about losing a job. I want you to know it was on August the 16th, 1998. I watched my son die in my arms. My boy took his last breath in my arms. Uh, you ain't hear what I'm saying. And I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision. Was I going to sit there and cry in my Kool-Aid? Or was I going to give God a praise in the midst of it? Uh, now, it's awful easy to talk about it today. But when I was going through it, it wasn't as easy as I'm talking about right now. But I let hell know you're not going to have the last say in this. I'm telling some of you, you need to shake the ashes off of you. And you need to let hell know you're not going to have the last say. You're not going to have the last say. I stood in that funeral home. I stood in that funeral home. And while my, my crazy family was acting dumb, uh, everybody's got family like that. Uh, my, my family was going nuts. So I had to get my aunts away from the casket because they were trying to dive in the casket on my boy. Uh, but I want you to hear me. I got this attitude that Job had. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But I'm going to bless the name of the Lord my God. You see, my brothers and sisters, you see what must be done. You see what must be done now. You see, I lost my boy. My boy died in my arms. Ah, uh, hallelujah. And see, this is what some of you are lamenting. Uh, you're lamenting the fact that you feel like your dreams have died. Uh, and now you're going to hold God hostage. Hallelujah. But I want you to know no matter how you close your mouth, he doesn't cease to be God. Just because you throw your temper tantrum, he doesn't cease to be God. Just because you have an issue, he doesn't cease to be God. Just because you got problems, he's still God. He's still God. Oh, I wish I had the time. And because you know him as God, you've got to glorify him as God. I want to know will you still praise him if you don't have any money in the bank. God wants to know will you still praise me if your car breaks down on the way to church. God wants to know will you still praise me and will you trust me that it's been measured. I want to know can you praise me when you're still eating welfare cheese I want to know can you still praise me when they're going to cut your check short I want to know can you still praise me oh God oh God because I'm going to tell you right now God wants to give some of you an attitude change Oh, God, I better not. 
God wants to shift your attitude from this welfare mentality that says I only show up if I get what I want but that's not how God works I only be faithful only if I have a position oh but it wasn't a position that led you to praise it was your praise that led you to elevation oh God and so listen to me I want you to know my wife had four other miscarriages after that uh, you want to talk about loss I know what loss is God wants to reverse miscarriage and barrenness in this church tonight uh, hallelujah God wants to reverse the miscarriage here tonight God wants to turn the barrenness around tonight. God wants to turn it around tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Are y'all ready to go home? We're going a little deeper. So, ladies and gentlemen, it was in 2004, my wife told me, said, Bobby, I'm going down to the hospital. I'm going to have a procedure done so I will not conceive anymore because I'm tired of losing. And that's gonna be the first step for you to get out of the mess you're in. Some of you think it's the devil that's irritating you when it's God getting on your nerves. God I better not some of you think it's the person on this pew next to you that's getting on your nerves but it's not it's God introducing a divine irritant because he's tired of you being the same way you've always been oh God help me God doesn't want truth church to be this way 30 years from today oh I better not y'all I'm going to tell you you've been the way you've been for 30 years and something's got to get a hold of you that says it's not going to be 31 I'm going to grab myself up always finding fault and being critical and always having an opinion I'm the most opinionated person in this building but at some point you got to keep your mouth shut and you just got to keep walking and trust God oh I'm digging it up now there ain't no some of y'all ain't shouting now because you think your opinion is higher than God oh, hear me but I want you to know my my wife went down there and she said to me is this alright pastor we okay I don't want to be rebuking anybody but I've come to tear something down here tonight some of you have an idol called your imagination some of you have an idol called your own ideas some of you have an idol called your own agenda and the pastor can't preach that out of you you're going to have to reach up and pull that thing down and so uh, my wife told me she said I'm tired of losing uh, 
I'm tired of losing. See, I'm going to give you a little newsflash. The man of God over here helped me to lose over 300 pounds. Uh, but I want you to know something right now. Before I ever met Dr. Lewis, I met Jesus. And Jesus came to me in a dream and said to me, Bobby, I have doors that are open for you. You can get your head in, but you can't get your body in. Listen to me. The Lord said to me, I got doors that are open for you. You can get your head in, but you can't get your body in. Ah, but I dare not get on this. But I'm going to tell you why. I said, Lord, what do you mean by that? He said, Bobby, you've got the knowledge to get in the door, but you don't have the discipline. Uh, hallelujah and I won't let you go through the door without the discipline well I'm going to tell some of you right now some of you are anointed for God where God wants to take you but you haven't told your imagination that's running wild on you to shut up and you're not going to sabotage my Come on, it's time to tell those nighttime conversations you're having with yourself. It's time to turn them into praise breaks and say, I'm not going to listen to you another day. You have wrecked my life. You have wrecked every relationship you and we ever had. You have wrecked it every time. Every time I get my foot dug in. Every time I get going in a good momentum. Your attitude gets raised up. At some point. At some point. You're going to have to tell. You're going to have to turn. You're going to have to turn that imagination off. You're going to have to turn those ungodly thoughts off. You're going to have to reach up and turn that thing off. Yes. I might get back to this another time. But I'm going to tell you what I know in the Holy Ghost. Some of you uh, are involved, ladies and gentlemen. You are involved in cyclical. Uh, you're involved in cyclical miscarriages. Uh, you hear what I'm saying? You, every time about a certain time of the year, uh, some, the same thing keeps popping up. I'm in the Holy Ghost uh, about the same time every time of your life this same thing comes up just when you get ready to make a break in the Holy Ghost that same thing comes up but you gotta tear that thing down you gotta let that thing know I'm not gonna fall prey to cyclical behaviors to cyclical attitudes not going to do it. Somebody shout, I'm not doing it no more. I'm not doing it no more. I, I might get back to my wife in a minute, but I might not, but I'm here in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling some of you right now in the Holy Ghost, 
Your problem is not the pastor. Your problem is not the person sitting next to you on the pew. The problem is right between your ears. The problem is what you've been letting the devil talk to you about. The problem is that offense you haven't let go of for years and years and years. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm going to tell you the key to your getting out of your prison. It's not somebody else. It's you that you got to make up your mind. Oh, God, help me. I'm going to tell you all right now. It was me that had to put the little Debbie down. Hear what I'm saying. It was me that had to put the baby roof down. Uh, some of you want everybody else to do it for you, but it's not going to happen. Uh, I don't know how I got here, but here I am. Uh, I want you to know it's not you, it's not nobody else. I want you to know when I got ready to go through the drive through a Burger King to get me a double whopper with cheese, add bacon, and get me some onion rings and a chocolate milkshake. I want you to know God did not send an angel down there in my car and say, thou shalt not have a whopper today. God help me. God did not send that down there and say you shall not have a whopper today. Now some of y'all are laughing but that's because it sounds foolish to you. And I'm going to tell you God's not going to make you have a deliverance. If you want a deliverance you're going to have to get up and go after it. God's not going to make you have a breakthrough. God's not going to make you praise. God's not going to make you be faithful. God's not going to make you. You're going to have to do it because you're tired of living the way you've been living. You're going to have to get tired of it. You're going to have to get tired of it. You're going to have to get tired of it. You're going to have to get tired of that thing robbing you. Little Debbie was robbing me. You ain't hearing me. I want you to know Burger King was robbing me because I had a door open. I had not a door was going to open. The door was open right then and there. Our problem is gentlemen God measured God measured God measured God measured and our problem is ladies and gentlemen when God measures our problem is that we've stopped letting God do the measuring we stopped letting God do the measuring and uh, he, we have stopped letting God do the measuring. And God said, that's where your problems began. When you stopped letting me do the measuring. Are y'all still with me out there? I hope y'all ain't gone nowhere. Because uh, I've been preaching up here for a little bit. Uh, but I know what I'm talking about in the Holy Ghost. We're plowing something up. Because it's the will of God for this church. There are many of you that are that are sitting there in the bewilderment of miscarriage. And it is not the will of God for you to have another one. Uh, it's not the will of God for you to have another one. Hallelujah. I better stay on this right here. And so God, so God measured. He measures. That's what happened in Ezekiel 47. 
he did the measuring. Uh, hallelujah. He had the line in his hand and he was doing the measuring. But Ezekiel had a responsibility. Somebody shout, I've got a responsibility. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, Brother Wade, I'll just go and find another church. Well, you can go ahead and play spiritual checkers with your relationship with God if you want until somebody makes you king. Or you can stay put and say, I'm not going to have another cyclical problem again. You can kill it right now. You can kill it tonight and you never have to deal with it again. Or you can keep going through the revolving door. It's your choice. It's your choice. Well, I'll just find me another church. I'll, 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 act, I'll be a spiritual checker. I'll jump from one place to another until I find somebody that'll make me king. Oh, I better not. I'm coming on down here now. I'm going to tell you right now, that is a recipe for disaster. Your kids are going to go to hell, ma'am. Your kids are going to go to hell, sir. You're going to end up in immorality. That's what's going to happen. Oh, please hear me. You're going to lose your family, sir, if you don't let them cyclical behaviors be killed at an altar. And God got his measuring tape out and he measured. He measured. He measured. He measured. He measured. And Ezekiel had a responsibility. And the responsibility of Ezekiel was not to get his measuring tape out and see if it measured up to God's. Oh God. Because when you get to that place, you have to throw your measuring line away. You have to throw your measuring line away. If you're going to get a miracle, ma'am, you got to throw your measuring line away. And you have to let God do the measuring. Uh, hallelujah. And see, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, our problem is when we come to church, we pre-measure what we're going to do before we get in here. Uh, I better not. Uh, we pre-measure what we're going to do before we get in here. Uh, I've already measured how much I'm going to give in the offering. Uh, so it doesn't matter if God wanted to measure. I have already pre-measured myself. Uh, and when you do, you have, pre you have set yourself up to fail. Uh, you, some of us, uh, when we come to church, uh, we have, oh, well, it's just a Wednesday night. Uh, so I've already measured how much response I'm going to give. Uh, but you remember this is God's church. Uh, and you remember that you're going to have to mesh. You've got to let God do the measure. Somebody shout, he measured, he measured, he measured. He measured, he measured. And so we know the story. It went to the ankles, to the knees, to the loins. And I found out that there was something with Ezekiel I had never seen before. What I noticed, ma'am, was, was that no matter how much God measured, Ezekiel never said no. 
he never said no. He never told God that was too far. He never told God that was too much. He never said, you know, I don't think I want to go there. You see, the deepest move of God is not right here. The deepest move of God is about a mile and a half out of this sanctuary. Oh, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. The deepest move of God is outside. You don't get into healing of the nations until you get out of this building. You don't I appreciate our nice buildings, but our problem is, our problem is we got holed up in our buildings and we got all the power that we need in this building. But if the power only works in here, it really isn't much good. Y'all ain't hearing me. If the power only works when we get in here, if my gifts only work while I'm in this building, then my gifts ain't worth very much. But my gifts are supposed to work at Walmart. My My gifts are supposed to work at Aldi's. My gifts are supposed to work at Save-A-Lot. My gifts are supposed to work at Ross. These giftings are supposed to work when you get out of here because it's not because what God's got planned cannot be measured by buildings. Listen to me very closely. How much time do I got? Do I, do I have a few more minutes? Uh, listen to me. I know I'm not trying to take advantage of anybody, but I want you to know once God has measured, you cannot measure. Your responsibility is to say uh, yes to God. That's what God is saying to Truth Church. And that's what God's saying to some of you. I'm telling some of you in the Holy Ghost right now, if you will tell your flesh you're going to submit to the will of God, if you will tell your house, if you will get up in your house and say, we're not going to lay out when we want to lay out, if you will tell your flesh uh, I know your flesh don't want to do it and truthfully brother Davis my flesh don't want to either but I got news for you I've made up my mind if God's measuring I'm not going to say no because I'm going to tell some of y'all right now if you will stop measuring God will take you to a place that cannot be measured I said, God will take you to a place that can't be measured. That's waters to swim in. You can't measure that, Truth Church. You can't measure that. Throw your hands in the air and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, God. Oh, oh. There's something getting ready to come out of this congregation. There's something getting ready to come out of here. I'm talking about in the Holy Ghost. There's something getting ready to come out of this church. There is a flow of God's healing getting ready to come out of this church. 
Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you why it's easy in here right now. Because you got the gift of faith operating in here. God has sent angelic assistance to help those that want to get out of these cyclical behaviors. It was some time ago, it was a few weeks ago in Pasadena, Texas, when the Lord spoke to me and he said these words to me. He said these two words I've never heard in my whole life. He said these two words, cyclical obstructions. And the Lord said to me that, pa that pastors everywhere are embattled with these cyclical obstructions. Well, we get to this one point. And every time we get to this one point. Every time we get to the place where we're going to break through like we've never broken through. Something else shows up. And it's not anything different. We can, we can predict it like clockwork. dealt with me and I'm sorry for taking so much time I'm sorry for taking so much time I, I'm not trying to wear on your patience but we're, 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 we're going to drive spiritual miscarriage out of here tonight we're going to drive it out we're going to drive it out the sword of the Lord is in here he's wanting to cut it off from you So, so the Lord said to me, he said, Bobby, he said, uh, he got to deal with me. He said, I want you to, he began to deal with me. He said, I want you to look up the common causes of miscarriage. Now, if you have a problem with this, you have to, you have to consult Brother Google. Don't consult me. Because I asked Brother Google. What is... Y'all are laughing, but I'm telling you God's truth. He said, I looked up common causes of miscarriage. And one of the common causes of miscarriage was excess weight. Oh, it got quiet there. Oh, it got quiet there. Excess weight. Excess weight. It's excess weight. You care more about your appetites than you do what God has to say. Oh, I better not. I, you care about what you're watching on Netflix more than you care what God has to say. Oh, no, I better not. I, 
you care more about your kid being in that sporting event than you care about and then you care about what God has to say ah uh, you got uh, God help me. I, I want little Junior to learn how to play ball. I, I, I want little Junior to feel like he's a success. I'm going to tell you how to make sure your kid feels like a success. When they get into a valley they can't get out of, baseball ain't going to get them out. Football ain't going to get them out. Basketball ain't going to get them out. They better know how to pray. They better know The man of God shouldn't have to be wondering where you are. He shouldn't have to be wondering, are you at a sporting event? Are you coming to Sunday school? Well, you got to understand if my boy don't show up, he's not going to get to play. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if your boy don't learn how to show up in the things of God, he's not going to learn how to cast out devils. He's not going to. Oh, God. God, excess weight excess weight carrying stuff that God didn't tell you to carry oh God carrying stuff that God didn't tell you to carry oh what's wrong with sporting events I didn't say there was anything wrong with sporting events but while we're on it if it's taking you out of the kingdom there's something wrong because I think that Bible said seek you first the kingdom I like football and baseball just like everybody else. I like I like that myself. But you ain't gonna be seeing me eat popcorn in the bleachers. And my family need a breakthrough. Whether or not I got to go. I got to get up out of here. You'll spend five hundred dollars at a ball game, but won't spend fifty dollars to send your kid to camp. I gotta get up out of here. I, I've already caused some problems. Uh, you won't spend $50 to see your kid go to Bible quizzing. Uh, you'll spend $500 to buy him a uniform. Oh, God. I wanna know who's gonna stop measuring God and let God do the measuring. God, I didn't mean to get here, but here I am. I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, excess weight. Excess weight. Carrying stuff God didn't tell you to carry. Uh, hallelujah. You know what my mama told me? Sir, I'm going to tell you something. What God told what my mama told me, she said, Bobby, and I, I just got news, so I'm going to just tell the truth. It's not bragging if it's true. Uh, I could, at 12, 13 years old, could hit a baseball I'm telling you right now I could hit a baseball but I want you to know something my mama told me she said I'm not raising you to learn how to put a bat on a ball I'm raising you to learn how to hear from God uh, hear me I God help me well brother Wade who are you to tell me what to do with my family uh, excuse me I'm just Bobby Wade uh, you have to take that up with God but ladies and gentlemen don't cry at the church when little junior chooses the world over God and you can't
I'm a preacher of God's gospel today, Sister Davis. I'm a preacher of God's gospel today because my mama took me to church. My mama took me to the house of God. My mama took me to the house of God. I had burning, raging fever, but my mama said, we're going to the house of God because there's an opportunity. I'm not going to measure. 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 And for some of you that think your pastor has been talking to me, I got news for you. I don't believe in lying on God. Uh, you better hear me. My mama brought me to church when I was sick. I remember laying on the back pew with a 104 degree temperature. But before the service was over, the, the fever broke. Uh, hear me uh, I was feeling better uh, she said if you can go to school you can go to church uh, oh, man, I... we, we excess weight excess weight excess weight care more about your appetite than you do the things of God and so what happens is some of you been carrying weight you've been carrying weight somebody shout I need to lose some weight oh hallelujah I need to lose some weight hallelujah somebody shout I got to get this weight off of me because because it's suffocating the miracle that I'm carrying it's suffocating it that's why I keep having a miscarriage because it's suffocating what God put in me it's not that I can't conceive it's that I keep miscarrying what God put in me because of excess weight oh God help me I don't know about you but I'm going to tell you right now if the only time glory if the only time you experience glory is in this building something's majorly wrong Oh God, if the only time you feel the touch of God is in this building, something's majorly wrong. Okay. Something's majorly wrong. Because see, I'm going to tell you something, sir. God's, God's presence is everywhere. God is omnipresent. But he doesn't manifest everywhere. I know God's everywhere, but he don't manifest everywhere. He don't manifest everywhere. I'm going to tell you right now, when he comes and looks at your house and he sees an idol called your will. See, God ain't going to come up in there with idolatry. Is this all right? Opa? Okay. I, I don't mean to be rude, but whether it's all right or not, it's the word of God. I don't mean to be rude, but I'm going to tell you right now, some of you, you'll save your whole house if you stop measuring tonight. I, I know what I'm talking about. Okay. See, I'm going to tell you a little secret, bro. Tell you a little secret. 
When God sees idolatry, it repulses him. And he won't come into a house and manifest. Ma'am, if the presence of God was the only thing that mattered, then you're going to have to answer for me why, why the priest in 1 Samuel 7 had the Ark of the Covenant in his house for 50 years and it never manifested. Oh God, I better not. It was in his house for 50 plus years and it never manifested. I got news for you, Brother Davis. If the presence of God was in my house and it never manifested, I'd be wanting to figure out what was wrong. You mean to tell me the presence of God's going to be in here and there ain't going to be no glory manifested in my house? You... Be in my house for 50-something years and it never manifested? And King Saul never inquired where the ark was? Because having presence doesn't mean anything if it doesn't manifest. And I don't know about you, but I want my kids to have visitations from God in their bedroom. I don't want... I don't care what movie I have to stop watching. I don't care what subscription I have to cancel. I don't care if my family gets uncomfortable. I want God. I want God to be comfortable. In my house, in my house, in my house, in my house. I've got to have it in my house. I can't just have it here. I can't just have it here. I got problems in my house. I've got to have God in my house somebody stand to your feet and lift your hands all over this house uh, oh somebody ought to scream in here right now I've got to have your presence manifest somebody ought to cry out I've got to have a manifestation 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 Come on, I've I got to have a manifestation. Turn the Xbox off and get a hold of God. Come on, somebody, turn the Netflix off and get a hold of God. We got to hear from heaven. Oh, 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 oh. I wish some mama would get a hold of God right now. I wish some daddy would say it's for me in my house. We're going to serve the Lord. I wish some mama or daddy right now would say I'll burn it all if I can have Jesus. I'll throw it all out. If Come on, Truth Church. Come on, Truth Church. I want my babies to see and, and witness angelic manifestations in our house. Oh, Brother Wade, that's just Helter Skelter. You call it what you want to, but I've got to have a manifestation.
well, well, angels. Well, Brother Wade, talking about angels is weird. But it ain't weird when you're watching the walking dead all night. Oh, I better not. I got to get up out of here. Uh, hey, having angels. Talking about angels is weird. But it ain't weird when you're entertaining zombies. And you're entertaining demonic spirits. And you're turning on them things in your house. And you're calling it innocent. It's robbing your family. It's killing you. It's sucking the life out of you. Somebody throw your hands up in the air one more time. I've got to have a manifestation. 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 I'm still shocked and surprised at some of you parents that ain't ran to this altar yet. I'm surprised at some of you that haven't ran to this altar and got a hold of your kids' hand and say, come on, we're going to hear from God in our house. We're going to not just, the pastor is not the only voice of God we're going to hear. Come on, Dad. Come on, Dad. Get a hold of your wife. Come on. You know why there's arguing going on in your house? It's because there's no manifestation. Joshua, no, bring your family down here to the altar. I didn't say sit there in your seat. Bring them down here to the altar. Uh, the altar's where you kill attitudes. The altar's where you kill. That's where you kill it. Sure, sure, Eli, you got to see the presence of God, but your own sons was doing evil in the house of the Lord. Ah, oh, your own sons, you wouldn't give them a checkup from the neck up. You wouldn't give them a checkup from the neck up. Come on, Eli. It got your house cursed. It got your house cursed. It got your house cursed. You wouldn't give them a checkup. Oh, 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 I know some of you are feeling awkward right now because you've let some stuff play in your house that you shouldn't have let played. But God's saying, go ahead and repent and my fire is going to return. Go ahead and repent and my peace is going to return. Oh, 
Charlotte Wade, you must be against everything. I got news for you. I'm against everything that comes between me and my and God. I'm against everything that comes between me and manifestation. I'm coming against I am against anything that comes between me and the things that God loves. And if God loves purity, I'm gonna love purity. And if God loves righteousness, I'm gonna love righteousness. The reason why, the reason why, the reason why it's so offensive to some, the reason why it's so offensive to some is because they don't know, they don't know where they're seated. They don't know where they're seated because that Bible says you're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. And anything that takes me out of that seat of authority. Oh God. Anything, anything that robs me in manifestation. Anything. Oh my God. My nephew, my nephew at 15 years old had a call of God on his life. I'm going to tell you why this matters. And I'm going to let you go home. I'm going to tell you why this matters. Because I'm going to tell you a little secret. My nephew was called to God at 15 years old. Walked away from his high school football team. They put all kinds of pressure on him to stay with the team. He said, no, I choose the call of God. He didn't come from a Christian home. He came from a home that was busted up by drugs. He didn't come from a godly home. The only godly examples he had was me and my wife and his grandparents, that's it. And he was in a revival with me. He was in a revival with me in Kentucky when, brother, he had struggled with asthma his whole life. And he was in a, but that kid, it didn't matter to him if it was slow song or fast song. To him, every song was a dancing song. Uh, you could be singing Amazing Grace and that kid would be up there dancing. Well, but why is he, he had one idiot, please forgive me, he had one idiot tell him at, at, a ch at the church, said, your dancing distracts me. Oh, I, I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could have been there. Because uh, I tell you, I would have went postal. Uh, listen to me, he said, your, your dancing distracts me. Well, that's because you lost appreciation for God's amazing grace. Uh, I If somebody's praise gets on your nerves, you're the one that's got the problem, not him. And so, 
so every song to him was a dancing song and I want you to know that one night in Kentucky he was up there with me and we was preaching revival and he was praising God when right in the middle of a praise he had an asthma attack now uh, logic says go get an inhaler uh, he sat down on the front pew and began to cry and he said to the Lord he said he said somebody's about to get a deliverance in here right now uh, somebody's about to get a deliverance in here right now and he said uh, uh, instead of going to get instead of God saying you know what buddy we'll try again tomorrow night uh, go get your inhaler and take a break uh, God says something to him uh, that defied logic uh, God said to him he said God I want to praise you with everything I have but every time I get ready to praise you this asthma acts up uh, and instead of God patting him on the back and feeling sorry for him uh, God says to him uh, get up and dance uh, you ain't hearing me uh, God said to him get up and dance uh, get up and dance and I want you to know he's, he probably thought about that for a couple a couple times and God said get up and dance and instead of him feeling sorry for himself he got up and began to dance and when he began to dance God instantly healed my boy right there on the spot some of you are waiting on God to give you an out when God's saying, get up and dance anyway. Get up, Truth Church. I know it's been rough. I know you've had some hard times, but get up and dance anyway. Come on, somebody better praise the Lord in here. I'm, I'm done. Well, my friends, my friends are going to think I'm weird if I quit doing that. Do it anyway. My family's going to think I got an it. They're going to look at me odd. Let them look at it any way they want to. But when they need peace, they're not going anywhere else. When they need a breakthrough, they're not coming anywhere else. They're going to come to the house that is separated. When they need an answer, they're not going to the theater. When they need an answer, they're not going to the ball game. When they need an answer, they're coming to somebody that is separated unto God. separated unto God not separated so man can see me not separated so somebody can troll me on Facebook and be Facebook police I'm not doing it for you I'm not doing what I do for you I don't dress the way I dress for you I'm not acting the way I dress and do because I want you to see me because when I'm in private there ain't nobody can see me but God and when I need a touch from God I can
Come on, truth church. Somebody lift your voice. I'm going to turn it to your pastor. Oh, but somebody tells, somebody just say, I'm going to kill that thing. I'm going to kill that thing that's been killing me. Come on, somebody. I'm going to kill that thing that's been killing me. We need a righteous slaying in this house. I'm going to kill that thing that's been killing me. 